celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Where's your chihuahua? Things a little quiet around here. Is she asleep? She's actually in my office next door, and I saw her peek her head out, but I'm not going to... I don't want her to see me. She's... She's doing very well. Let me out of the room for a few minutes. You hush up. Okay. Well, if your animal is illin', we wish that you could just hold your animal up to the radio and Dr. Debbie could make a diagnosis. Maybe 10 years from now. Maybe 15 years yeah. from now. But right now, she can she can give it a pretty good shot. She's pretty well schooled, as I might say. She's in Las Vegas, which means she deals with... More than your just your cat and your dog. Occasionally uh, a llama, I would imagine, or an iguana. <laughs> All sorts of critters. <laughs> and she's going to help. Uh, we have John on the phone right now. Hi, John. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Today uh, I'm in Winslow, Arizona. Winslow, Arizona. We're, we're having a little hard time hearing you there. Okay, hold on a second. Let me... How's this? Can you hear me better? Oh, much better. So tell, tell us what's going on. Well, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old female boxer, and we just got a new puppy. He's probably 10 weeks old now. And Shelby's... How do I say it? She's guarding the food. She's guarding the toys, the blankets. She's guarding the cats. And I think it's just uh, she's establishing her dominance for the pup, and I just wanted a second opinion, I guess, to see if that was actually it. Mm-hmm. It, it sure sounds like she's, um, if she's protective of all of those different things, all of the, her food, her items, and the other pets in the home, is that correct? Well, not only her food, the puppy's food. Okay. So what are you doing when you're feeding these guys? Are you feeding them in the same room, separately? Well, we feed Shelby in the kitchen, and the puppy's food over by, by her cage. Okay, so the puppy and her are freely roaming at the same time when they're eating, or is the puppy kept separate? Uh, my wife's trying to keep it, but Shelby will come over, and you're, you're not eating the food. You're going to have to wait. Okay. All right. And, and has Shelby had any kind of uh, play interaction, any physical interaction with the puppy? How has she behaved with him one-on-one? Well, she, she's playing with so the puppy's, like I said, only 10 weeks old, so she's kind of afraid of her right now. <laughs> That's uh, always funny to see the adult dogs kind of frightened by the little ones. Well, we had another box was 13. I had to put her down about six months ago. She had cancer in her face, and oh, gosh. it was inoperable, and there was no hope. So, But we got Shelby two and a half years before we had to put Roxy down. And it was it was the same thing, Roxy, with, with Shelby. You know, this is my toy, this is my food, and my blanket. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm thinking it, it's the dominance thing. You know, I'm the big dog, so you're going to have to get used to it until you get bigger. And Yeah. And is Shelby, um, is she spayed? Pardon? Is, is Shelby spayed? No. She's not spayed. Okay. No. All right. Because that could be playing a role here. You know, sometimes those extra hormones can sometimes throw a little extra mix into things. But I, I would agree with your general assessment. I think it sounds like she is um, being protective of those things and those items and the kitty cats. Um, some some really important things that I'd want you to, to make sure you're addressing is we want to make sure she knows that she's accepted as the boss. And we don't really want to... Um, 
uh, I hate to say this, we don't want to coddle the baby in front of her. Um, so really, she should be rewarded anytime the pup is around. Um, so she's fed when the puppy's around. Um, I would probably supervise the feeding um, right now because if she is a bit protective, um, I don't want to see a bite situation happen if she's really guarding those um, those sources and those items. But I really want to make sure we're laid on thick for her, reassure her, um, and that is a demonstration from everyday things. So whenever the dogs enter the room, you call Shelby first, you pet her first. She is really kind of your, your number one child, and we have to physically reassert that so that that doesn't get to be a confusion in their mind. And there's a lot of older dog diseases we can really prevent. There's an infection in the uterus called pyometra, plus all those cancers that they get, gosh. So yeah, I, I would say behaviorally and medically, uh, it's a win to get her spayed. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie's on the way. She'll be answering your medical questions, of course. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, with your dog behavior questions. Vinny Penn, our party animal. And uh, Bobby. Bobby, what do you got coming up? Hi, Hal. Uh, we're going to take a look at a couple of uh, items that are in the news, and specifically... A journalist with the Nantucket Independent has taken a unique look at this upcoming presidential race and points out that the successful candidates have all been animal lovers. Mm. Mm. Now, what you think about that, isn't McCain, he has more animals. Oh, he's got cats, dogs, fish, birds. He's got quite a menagerie. He's got more animals than houses, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, he probably doesn't know that. <laughs> does, does Obama? Oh, yeah, that's right. He can't count. No, yeah. he can't. Does Obama have any animals? No. Does he? No? I don't think... Remember the girls wanted to get a puppy. Wasn't that part of the deal? Yeah, Ooh. it was... Uh, his wife said that uh, after the election, regardless of whether he wins or not, they will get a dog. Mm. They will adopt it. There dog. you go. Okay, so I want to ask Michelle you Michelle is in charge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's uh, go to the phones, one 405 8405 I believe we have Bob on the phone. Yes, you do. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Oh, just fine. Where are you calling from? I'm out here in the road. I'm out here in the road headed for... Uh, uh, the other side of Wichita, and I live in Oregon, so, uh, and I usually have my dog with me, but she had to be put down in, uh, Reno, Oklahoma about two months ago because she was 16 and a half, and she, I kept her to the last minute. I, I just cried right along with that guy with the mm. Jack Russell. I, I, it was so hard to lose her. <clears throat> I can't even talk about her now. Oh, you mean the guy that you heard on the air before? Yes, okay. So tell me, well, how can we help you today? Well, I'm having the hardest time finding another uh, a, a poodle because uh, they don't shed. I want one that's uh, you know, like my other one, a uh, white uh, female, because i got to sleep with her, and then my <laughs> truck, and I like about 10 pounds, so I could put her underneath my arm and take her into Walmart. And uh, so I, and, and that's just what I like. I just called her other friend that has a beautiful dog I'd like to have, and she got it from a shelter. And it's uh, a lopso. I just called her a little white lopso and a poodle. Mm. And it's white, you know, with a furry. And, and I like it that way I can get the $40 haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love doing that. And she loved it, too. And she let me know. Very good. So you're looking for another one. Yeah, I want I want I want another poodle. And uh, or a lopso, uh, poodle, you know, or a, a bichon. 
not quite. My mom had a Bashan, uh, and it was just w- too much energy, and it was heavier. It's about 19, 20 pounds. That dog was everywhere. It was just a year old, and and uh, but I don't know that that was way too, she had way too much energy. A poodle is just right. Just that look in their eye, and they're just lovable, and they they put your paw up to your ear and give you kisses, and I you know I'm just a poodle. Do you do you have one in mind? No, I want to adopt one. Uh, I, I, that's the best thing, uh, or a puppy, you know. But uh, I want a white one, about ten pounds, uh, because you know you can it, when they get all washed and, and fancy like that, you know. Rather than I've looked at the uh, tan colored ones, and and I just like the white poodle. My parents always had a white poodle, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's what I like. Well, they're easy to find online. They really are. There's a lot of great... Uh, all over. I've even been where Dr. Judy lives. I was there on Rancho and uh, Jones Street at that uh, pet food place, and all they had on the wall there was pit bulls and uh, and uh, some some great big dog. Uh, I don't know what it was. And labs. Just keep, and, uh, just and then keep I've stopping been into the shelters. Into I've been to shelters. I've just been in the one in... Uh, uh, where was it? Bend, Oregon. Beautiful show. Mm-hmm. Beautiful show. And looked at all the dogs, and there was a cute one there, but it was a lab, and it just was the cutest. And then I went to the one in Madras, Oregon, the other day, and I saw a cute dog that the ribs were showing. It had the beautiful person. It was too big to get in my truck. I I got a, a, a you know, I, I pulled these uh, loads, you know, with a smaller truck, but, but uh, still don't have room for a big dog. I just like a poodle. I like a 10-pound Nine to nine to fourteen pounds. Here, I, I, Bob, just, uh, I, just, I just found one. I'm, look, I'm looking at Adopt a Pet right now. Adoptapet.com. <laughs> I'm looking at Jedi. Jedi is at the. Oh, Nev- let me write this down. Okay. Well, do you ever go through Nevada? Yeah, I was just there. In Las Vegas. Vegas now, Las Vegas. So Las Vegas. Didn't have nothing. Here, I'm looking and, at the Nevada uh, SPCA, and I see Jedi, who is a young white poodle, and mm-hmm. is already neutered. And needs a home. Let's see. It says, if I can get the mic over to the, the computer, loving boy, even-tempered, good with friendly dogs, okay. toy Boy poodle. dog or female? Toy poodle mix. But there's three here. There's three po- There's three white poodles here. This is a male. Yeah. You're looking for a female? I want a female. Okay. I want a female. There's a female here. There's. It's really, uh, you have an internet connection? I sure do. It's right here. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. And my phone, I got an iPhone. It just got finished syncing. Okay. Ooh, cool. Syncing, that's a good thing, right? He's got some good toys. Yeah, yeah. It, it just always something's always doing with it. It wants me to buy something. Oh well, here go go to this website, adoptapet.com. Adoptapet.com. That's where I am right now, and it asks you what kind you want. I got it going right now. Here, I just go right here. Uh-huh. Okay, just lit up. Let me get iTunes uh-huh. out of there. Okay. Get it out of the way. iTunes. What's on your iTunes? Stop listening to I'm the sorry. rock and roll. Alicia Keys. Everything she's got, Alicia Keys. I love oh, her. She's, she is great. Alicia Keys, if you're living, if you're listening to this radio, I want to marry you. <laughs> Very good. Well, you know, Judy looks a lot like Alicia Keys. That's what. Oh, that's what pe- well, people. I'll come into Judy's place and have the first checkup on the dog that I get. I'd like to meet her. Good. Well, you go you go there, and I went to. Uh, they you can select which species or what breed you want, rather. And I selected poodles there, and I put in Las Vegas. As I just a hypothetical, and it came up with three okay, white poodles there. Google first, right? Yeah, I'm going to put you on hold for a second because uh, we got to we got to take care of some other business here. But tell me if you find something 
There you go. It's really that simple. If you're looking for a specific breed, you don't have to go to a breeder anymore. There's there's rescues for the... And a lot of people don't know this. They think that, you know, you have to go to a breeder to get uh, a Rhodesian Ridgeback. There are Rhodesian Ridgeback rescues. All you got to do is go online and Google it. That's why the Internet was invented. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement and Air Buddies, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now, remember. (laughs) (laughs) Spay and neuter. Uh, Yeah, okay. Now, remember to spray and neuter your dogs. (laughs) 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie in Vegas there. Hey, Doc, how you doing? I'm doing great today, in a great mood. Oh, good. Uh, ready to answer some questions? I sure am. I'm hoping for some good ones today. one 405 8405 She's never stumped. We test her weekly. <laughs> we, we certify her weekly is what we do. Now, on the show today, uh, Gregory Popovich, who, speaking of another Las Vegas right, what do they call Las yeah. Vegas? Is there a name for Las Vegas... Uh, people. resident people. Yes. Las Vegans. Las, Las Vegans. Vegans. But they're not yeah. vegans, even though it would be spelled the same. Las Vegans. <laughs> Gregory Popovich has a show there at the uh, Planet Hollywood, the V Theater. It's a show where he has about 20 cats and dogs, dogs and birds. And rats. And turtles. And... Yeah. Have you seen the show, Doc? I have. It's been many a year, but I, I saw it, and it is amazing. And so many people think you can't train cats, and that's yeah. just not true. <laughs> that's, that's what's amazing about it. And these cats... They like doing what they're doing, and Gregory's going to be on the show in a few minutes. He'll share some of his tips and tell us about what he's up to. That's all on the way today on Animal Radio. Hi, this is Michelle Stafford from The Young and the Restless on Radio... Uh, I'm sorry, Radio Animal? Animal Radio. And, oh, my God. Unless you're dyslexic. <laughs> Animal Radio. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. With the change from summer to fall, you've probably noticed some changes in your pet. If you've got a multi-pet household like me, you've seen longer, even heavier coats of fur for winter. And your dog or cat might be conserving energy, too. Our furry friends do slow down with age just like we do, and that's where Flex Pet comes in. It works for both cats and dogs. With the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, Flex Pet's the only one with CM8. In fact, Flex Pet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. Flex Pet's so confident that you will see improved mobility in your pet. They're offering an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. And there's no time limit to return. Right now, you can buy two and get one free. Just call and ask about the special, 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. Flex Pet. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pet. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org. 
or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Dr. Debbie will be answering your questions in a few minutes at 1-866-405-8405. Vlad is answering your questions right now. I believe we have, is it Jan or Jen do we have on the phones? Oh, I guess i got to hit this button over here. I'm sorry, is it Jen or Jan? It's Jan. Hi, Jan. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Where are you calling from today? Well, I live in Tennessee, but I'm calling you from Nevada. Mm, are you a driver? Yes, I am. Well, I'm going to turn you over to the the hands of Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He will help you with any dog behavior problem. All right, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Hal, for this nice introduction. He always intro- introduced me right. If I if I was if I wasn't be famous, I would not be sitting here in the studio. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Jen. Yes. I've got two dogs, Vlade, and one of them, one's an older dog that just likes to eat and sleep, and the other one's a smaller dog that still likes to play with toys and jump around. And they've been getting in dog fights lately quite a bit, you know, with whoever gets to sit beside me, but I've also noticed that the larger dog is doing things to get the little dog in trouble. Okay. So, Jen, what is your question would be? Well... For one thing, how can I get these dogs to um, stop biting? I mean, you know, I mean, when I sit down, you know, they both want to sit beside me, you know, and and so you know, it's ended up in dog bites, and I got bit. Wow! You know, trying to separate them, you know, trying to pull them apart. Okay, okay. Let me take a charge and let's question answers, baby. First of all, what the, what is the breeds? One's a pug, and one of them is a um, Yorkie. Oh, okay. Both female. Both females and both great, great breeds. Okay. And uh, uh, over what subject are they are fighting? Over you? Over your yes, attention? Over, over me, over toys. And I've noticed that the pug, who is a much larger dog than the Yorkie, um, has been doing things lately to get the little dog in trouble. Okay. So let me tell you. The dogs fight over three things normally. Over human attention. Over toy and um, uh, over privileges, which they might get from you or not, which is basically also related to your attention. So, uh, first of all, you need to understand uh, it's not about the dogs fighting. It's about your relationship uh, toward the dogs. If the dog is considered you as a leader or alpha female in that household, you will not have a bitches fights in, in your household. So, in other words, you got to be alpha female and they will relax so how to become the alpha female (laughs) let me tell you something i will give you some tips which is every every canine canine female knows which is human maybe not and after that we'll go to the specific specific um, uh, solutions to your problem number one top female never share never shares uh, a hunting path Top female never shares a kill. Top female never shares a male. Top female never submit unless for alpha male. And alpha female never let you have the last say. In other words, you start the game, you finish the game. What you need to do first, 
you need to establish yourself as indisputable leader in the in the relationship with the pets. How to do that? By implementing simple rules, which is every doggy mom knows you may not. Number one, never give any commands you cannot enforce. Number two, always reinforce your commands. Number three, uh, never repeat what you say. Create some rules and structure in this household. Invest some money in two little crates. Create them when you can supervise them. When you can supervise them, <laughs> when you can supervise them, when you're supervising them, uh, make sure um, watch them. If some of them start to fight, react. Uh, use the pop can. Uh, use maybe uh, clap your hands. Start them. Stop them from fighting. If they don't fight, praise them. I would do. I would put one dog in the crate. I would work with another dog and do vice versa. What I'm going to work on? I'm going to work on obedience training. Let's go sit, stay, calm down. So I'm going to establish myself as the leader with one dog at a time. And after that, I will become the leader for both of them. Presence of strong and confident leader in the pack will suppress any aggressiveness and every member of the pack. In other words, start with obedience training, put one dog in the crate, work with another one, and do it vice versa. Um, and after that, just get some pop cans and things like that, and just watch. If they start to fight, toss on the floor, startle them, and make sure... Don't allow anyone approach to you for maybe a couple of weeks because, like, again, your dogs think you are their born. So you think they are fighting because some of them think you are, uh, they are protecting you. But I'm going to tell you, some of them thinking you are in their possession. By the way, can you ask me, Jen, where your pet sleeps? Where do they live? No, sleep. Sleep. Okay. They both sleep in their own bed. Um, but I've noticed when you're talking about the crate, the larger dog, I think she's caught on. Because when the little dog starts her barking and yapping, and at the big dog, I'll put the little Yorkie in a crate. And I've noticed here just recently that um, I put her in the crate a couple of times in one day. And she would stand just in front of the big dog who was laying on her bed content to be sleeping and just stand there and bark at her. Okay, and my question, come, Jenna, my question would be what happened with her after she barked? And my, if the answer is nothing happened, she will continue to bark. So if she barks, you need to correct her. Like I said, get the pop can with the pennies, and if she barks, just toss next to her as you make the sound. Ah! Just like that. Stop it. And once she stops barking, tell her, good girl. And have some type of attitude. Make my day. Go bark again. Right. What I was getting getting at is is that the little dog was barking at the big dog, and I put the I went in to, I had put her in her crate twice for doing so, but the third time I just kind of looked through the door and I noticed what was going on, and this is what's got me concerned. The big dog was sitting there, and when the little dog would bark at her, the little the big dog would reach underneath her bed underneath her body and pull out a toy and dangle it at the little dog and give it a little pitch and then when the little dog would start to get it the big dog would scrape it back up under her real quick and then that was the time that I was coming in and correcting the little dog and putting her in the crate at this point I, I looked underneath the big dog and she had all the little dog's toys underneath her and was Jen, using Jen. her as a teaser to make the little one in trouble Jen you are complicated the things more than what it is once again, all what you need to do, you need to bra- break that pack. You need to establish yourself as the leader. You need to give your pets some work to do. They are bored. They are unexercised. They are looking for trouble. 
don't put the pet in the crate when they are misbehaving. That's not what I'm suggesting you. I'm suggesting you to put them in the crates before the, just just before the training. Just do the training as the part of meeting here, meeting the major needs. Put both pets in the crates just because you want to. If one of them is barking in the crate, snap with your hand, reach your hand and snap one of the crate as you make the noise. Up! Startle it. They will stop. Tell them okay. two girls. After that, get one dog at the time out of the crate and work on obedience training, especially focusing on sit-stay. If one of the dogs is barking, let's say in the crate the dog is barking, momentarily snap the crate or put the pop can with the penis in the crate with the rope attached to the pop can. And uh, every time uh, every time when the dog barks in the crate, pull the rope, that's pop can going to smack toward the crate and make the noise to startle the barking dog. Whatever you do, but make sure you would give motivational correction for barking. And after continue work with, with one pet at a time, you finish it, put the dog which you was working in the crate and get another dog and work in the same way. Tired dog is the good dog. So as you work with them, they will... See, you cannot do two things at once. You cannot bark and be, pay attention to you. So that's what my suggestion is. You have to make sure work with your pets before the problem occur. And when the problem occur, uh, by working with the dog on obedience, you will be automatically accept, uh, will be accepted by the pets as the leader. So when the problem occur, you will startle. Your word will have a meaning. Uh, you have a very simple problem, Jen. Just, just start to do what I ask you to do. You will love the result. I guarantee you. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio, you lucky devil. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinny Penn coming at you, your resident party animal on Animal Radio. Can I ask you a question? Why is it that your goldfish always die when you go on vacation? Now, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You've taken care of them all year. You're six and you've managed to keep them alive for the past year. And yet you go away for a week and come back a either to the sob story of the year from some relative you never see or friend of your mother's who was given the job of feeding the bat or B, to a fish that doesn't look remotely like Pokemon, the fish that you uh, left a week before. Uh, As a sidebar, that's something right there. Uh, If you are going to care for your friend or family member's child's fish, take a look at them. You know, if you're going to so choose to starve him for a week and just figure on replacing him because you're a cold, callous person like that. And mom has overlooked that fact uh, during the hiring process. You can still take a look at him so you know what you're you're replacing him with. Nothing worse for a six-year-old to come back to find his his goldfish and you've replaced him with a piranha. So, yes, please, repl- if you're going to murder the goldfish, replace it with a goldfish. Isn't that a crazy concept? But I don't know what it is if the, if the, the every time you hear, oh, the, the fish died, we think Grammy overfed him. 
Well, I can see that. Grammy overfeeds me every time I stay with her. I didn't know you could really die from that. That's always the excuse that your goldfish was overfed. Now, this comes from a real place. Uh, when I was six, seven years old, I had two goldfish, Cheech and Chong. When I came back, there was just one big fat fish in the gold, uh, in the, in the tank. Not two, one big fat, clearly Different fish, in which my brother, of course, uh, in a continuing effort to torment me, informed me that Cheech had eaten Chong. But I still didn't buy it since it wasn't even the same color. It took years to unravel the mystery. All of us have that long-standing pet incident from our youth that has taken years to uncover what's going on. And that was my, it took years finally for my mother's best friend, Lenny, to say, look, the, the, the fish died. I didn't know what to do. I had missed the day. I just went and bought you a new fish. Wasn't that nice of me? The classic, uh, well, what about me? You know, I felt terrible. Here you were, my best friend's son. And I killed your fish. What about me? And you're sitting there like, I don't know. What about Cheech and Chong? <laughs> I'm Vinny Pad, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Everything animal. We got Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, on the way. He's going to answer your dog behavior questions. And we always have Dr. Debbie available to take your vet questions. And of course, animal communicator Joy Turner. She'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Joy, Joy, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing? I'm pretty marvelous. How about yourself? Very good. Now, we get a lot of calls. People say, can she talk to the animals on both sides? And when I say both sides, I mean alive and past. Can you? Absolutely. We can even talk to humans who have passed if you wanted to do that show. Yeah, that's a different show. Let's just keep it to the animals right now. And everybody can do this. Everybody's born with this, or how does this work? Everyone is actually born with this level of communication. It's just that most people get taught out of it, and then like anything, when you don't use it, you don't remember how to use it. Good to know. Also on today's show, Greg Popovich. This guy, we've talked about him before. He does the Pet Comedy Theater in Las Vegas. He's trained cats and dogs and turtles and doves to do a wonderful act. They all enjoy doing the act. Uh, we'll have some of his DVDs to give away so you can train your cats. Yes, cats are trainable. <laughs> That's all on the way today on Animal Radio. Stick around. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. It took a petition of 45,000 signatures and the cutting of a lot of red tape, but a six-month-old Iraqi puppy rescued by an American soldier in Baghdad is about to start a new life on U.S. soil. Army Specialist Sergeant Gwen Bieberg and another soldier rescued the little black dog from a burning rubbish pile back in May. Bieberg named the pup Ratchet and claims the pup's support helped her survive her deployment. However, plans for the pair to stay together hit a brick wall a military policy brick wall which prohibits troops bringing animals home. However, with the help of an international online support campaign and the SPCA, Ratchet will be waiting when Bieberg returns home to Minnesota in just a few weeks. It's not just cats and dogs that sometimes get into strange places. A silly filly had to be rescued after getting her head stuck in a hole in a tree. 
Luckily, a neighbour heard her loud whinnying across the fields in Pullman, West Virginia, and came to her rescue, using a chainsaw to cut the young horse free. The filly, whose name is Gracie, escaped with just a few cuts and scrapes, and of course, a horse throat. They say wild dogs in Australia's far north are a tough breed. Now there's proof. A landscape gardener thought he was being targeted by vandals when parts of his SUV started disappearing. But then he noticed teeth marks on his chassis. Clayton Dwyer says the pack of wild dogs ripped the front bumper off and chewed it to bits. They even tried to munch on the front panels. But his worst fear is he won't be able to get the replacement parts because his insurance company won't believe him. Fashion contests are notoriously bitchy, but no one attending the small country town race meeting in Australia's south expected the leading contender to be taken out by a deadly tiger snake. Megan McDonough won the best-dressed fashion contest, but before she could collect her prize, suddenly shrieked when the venomous snake latched onto her foot. But before you blame her fellow contestants or think that she was part of some weird reality TV show, I should point out that Australia is home to the world's top ten deadliest snakes, and tiger snakes are common in the warmer months down here. So common, no one panicked. Megan was taken to hospital, given antivenine. She's now recovering well. And that's not the only scary down-under tale this week. British tourist Steve Cloak has a better story to tell than most about his adventure diving with sharks. A sudden power surge blacked out the lights in the Sydney Aquarium Shark Tank, which apparently spooked one of the three-metre sharks so much it spun around and accidentally sliced Steve's head with one of its teeth. While your eye might have panicked, Cloak says he was more concerned about looking cool so that his wife, who was watching through the glass window, wouldn't panic when she saw the blood pouring from what he's calling the ultimate love bite. And lastly, the Brits do have some unusual rules of their own, you know. An 80-year-old woman has been told she could face legal action if she doesn't leave the local blue tits alone. No, it's not what you're thinking. June Cotton has been putting bird food out for the blue tits, starlings and sparrows in her garden for more than 20 years. But after a complaint from a neighbour, she's been told by her local council in Coventry they'll sue if she doesn't stop feeding what they're calling feral birds. Poor little blue tits. I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio news update. Get more at animalradio.com. Hi, this is Victoria Stillwell for Animal Radio. Never buy your puppy from a pet store. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I see your dog likes peanut butter. She loves it. It keeps her quiet, too, while she's trying to look at it. Yeah, ties up her tongue. you got to be careful with it. Not too much peanut butter there. No, just a little bit. You can get her to do anything with it, though, huh? <laughs> That's her one yes. vice Yes. that she has. What a cute chihuahua. Thank oh, you. We have on the phone Gregory Popovich. Let me tell you, first of all, if you don't know about Gregory, if you if you haven't been through Vegas recently, like the last, what, five years maybe, you haven't seen the pet comedy theater, then you need to do it. You know, there's lots of great acts, lots of great shows, but if you're an animal lover, you want to check this out because he has 16 cats, 12 dogs, white rats, white doves, and five very well-trained Russians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's uh, he's coordinated them all together to do some fun stuff. Hi, Gregory. How you doing? Hello. I'm glad to hear you. 
So how's the show going? Uh, show going very well. We're happy because this is time of the season usually slow down because kids come back to the school, uh-huh. but we still have a lot of uh, audience, uh, adult audience. Uh, it's mean adult also interesting to see show with pets. Yes, and I wanted to mention this is at Planet Hollywood. Too. Yes, at, at the V Theater, uh, it's afternoon show. It's uh, 4 p.m. every day. This is one of those shows that's not only uh, good for the kids, it's good for adults as well. And all of these animals, or at least most, I understand, have been rescued. Is that correct? Exactly. All my pets I saved from animal shelters because for me, as uh, a pet lover, it was very painful to see how many wonderful pets looking for new owner. And when I build start building my show, <clears throat> I decide to use only, in my show, to use pets only from the shelters. Now, how do you decide, when you go into the shelters and pick one, how do you decide if it's going to be good for the show? Uh, it's a kind of experience for many years. I grew up in a circus family. My mom worked with dogs. And uh, my first uh, friends, my first babysitter was the dogs of my mom. <laughs> so I have some kind of connection feeling. But it's more important if uh, when I went to the shelter, I would like to find the animal, uh, pet, cat, or dog, which uh, interesting participate. I play a little bit uh, near each cage. We were near the cats and see how the cat reacting. If the cat have energy, it means the cat interesting to do some funny stuff. Mm. We can actually teach our cats at home how to do some funny stuff stuff you have a fun stuff and funny stuff you have a a video a dvd that teaches us that right yeah i produce uh, because uh, you know after the show many people ask me how you train the cats because it's kind of unusual and i decide produce special dvd which called how you can train your cats at home it doesn't mean you have to do some very difficult trick but it it is mean you can teach your cat one or two trick make it fun for your friends for like family and this works pretty well yeah, a lot of people say they can't teach cats any tricks, but you could, you really can teach them some very complex ones. Yes, this is a, a interesting question because uh, in real life you not really teach cat to do some trick <laughs> because the cats already knew, would uh, you know like it's inside the body inside their uh, it's by nature they have some natural habits and they do sometimes voluntarily for fun jumping or chasing the ball and my uh, I have to find out what they like to do and mm. based on their natural habits I mm, build some trick uh, what they do in my show and for cats it is like continuing of the game continuing of the fun Ah, ah see, we have four cats here and we have one that likes to climb trees Ooh. and one that likes to jump on my shoulder you see this is they do without your training yeah. uh, they do it for fun they do this voluntarily Oh, okay. So that's what you look for. Well, tell me, I understand there's going to be a book out. Is it about training or is it about the life of a, 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 you have an extensive life as a circus act with animals ever since, I guess you were born, right? Exactly. I born in circus family. But uh, uh, this is book not only for the training. Training is only one uh, chapter. Uh, in this book, I try to share uh, with uh, people uh, information about cats, very basic, how you can uh, make life, build life with your pets. Uh, it will be easy for cat and uh, for you. It's very basic rules. Sometimes people don't understand and they like make a, a build, a create a bad habit for the cats. When are they saying it's going to come out? 
Uh, next year we just finished book. Uh, finally, make final uh, final review. Uh, check everything, polish, and uh, hope next year it's going to be out of uh, bookstore everywhere, border all over the country. Mm, very exciting. Also, I want to mention that you'll be at the Las Vegas Pet Expo next month. Uh, the second annual Happy Paws and Friends Pet Expo, November 22nd, 23rd at the Cashman Center in Las Vegas. And, of course, to check out the act, the Popovich Comedy Pet Theater at the V Theater at Miracle Mile Mall at Planet Hollywood Casino Resort. Just remember, Planet Hollywood, ask anyone there. Actually, anyone in town knows this is a pretty popular act. It's Gregory Popovich's Comedy Pet Theater. Gregory joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. And just one more uh, short comment. I just would like to inform people that we uh, use, uh, we train uh, our animals very positive uh, style. And our show called Pet Theater because we try to build situation when the pets acting as an actor. And we don't ask, make a difficult trick for animals, make some risk for pets. This is a completely a positive, uh, different way participate animals in show business. They're having fun. That's the thing I got to say. I went and I saw it, and they're have the animals are having fun. They enjoy doing this. Yeah, you cannot push cats to do something. <laughs> they don't like to do. Exactly. Thanks, Gregory. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Stay and neuter your pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Hi, it's me, Brinkley, the Bernese Mountain Dog and CEO and founder of Brinkley Books Incorporated. Why don't you come visit my website, www.brinkleybooks.com. Be my friends and spend a day in the life of Brinkley. Order a copy of my first book, The Tales of Brinkley, The Burner, the beginning of which I will personally photograph. More tales are coming this year. Give it of the heart. And remember, think Brink. Hey. You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org.
It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Love to hear from you today about your pets. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your questions about dog behavior. And we have Dr. Debbie answering all your vet questions. Now, uh, Halloween, just a few days ago, did your uh, your animals make out with all kinds of doggy treats? They're... I'm pretty strict about the treats, but we do enjoy the holiday. I am a nut for Halloween. I dress up. We do doggy tattoos at work. And, um, yes, my uh, baby's dressed up every year. What did they wear? What were they this Halloween? Uh, My one was a skeleton, a glow-in-the-dark skeleton. (laughs) And then my female was an ER doctor. Ooh, very cool. Complete with stethoscope. I love it. Now, there's a lot of candy around our place still. And I know uh, this is very dangerous. You must see around this time of year a lot of incidents down at the office. Oh, definitely. And, you know, everyone is kind of aware of the chocolate toxicity, but there's a lot of other problems with candy. If they eat the wrappers, um, sugar-free gums and candies that contain xylitol are very toxic. And that's one a lot of people don't know about. And, and that's a big thing at this time of the year, plus the old stomach upset and pancreatitis from eating those sweets. So, yeah, it's a tough time for dogs' GI systems. <laughs> now, tell me a little more about the xylitol. Xylitol, yeah. It's um, something that doesn't affect people in the same way, but it actually causes a very dangerous drop in the dog's um, blood sugar level, and they'll go into seizures and a coma, and it, it, just even a few sticks of the gum can be fatal. So um, if you have a diabetic person in the home who might be eating these kind of things or you're watching your, your sugar and your calories, you have to watch some of these products. Um, there's some baked goods that even contain xylitol, and it's very dangerous for dogs. And, of course, business is booming for you, like right around between October and, what, January, just a little after New Year's, I bet, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many temptations of the holidays, and the things we enjoy are sometimes just a danger to the pets, whether it be Thanksgiving goodies or holiday decorations. Oh, it's a tough time to be a dog and a cat. (laughs) Uh, Just a few days away as we kick off the season, of course, the elections, and there's a lot of animal-related legislation as well as... uh, um, Oh, president, president. Oh, yeah. uh, Definitely wants you to to go out and vote. And I know Bobby Hill's on the way. She has news about, well, pet-friendly presidents in the past, what they've had from alligators to what? What were some of the the pets? Wild. Bear cubs? Bear cubs. Yes. Oh, there you go. And I understand there may be one in Obama's future, and McCain has just a few. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Of course, get out and vote. That's the most important thing. If you have pet legislation in your area, find out what it's about, and be sure to vote in name of the animals. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A California woman who allegedly instructed her two daughters to steal a neighbor's dog was arrested on charges of contributing to the delinquency of a minor and grand theft. A witness to the dog napping told police he saw two young girls jump out of an SUV and snatch the small dog while a woman inside the car was shouting at them to hurry up. A week later, the girls aged seven and nine were observed reacting strangely to a sign the dog owners posted offering a reward. They were sent to the principal's office where they confessed the stealing guppy, a small chihuahua Pekingese mix. Their mother, who was released on $20,000 bail, told police she took the dog to protect it from another dog in the neighborhood. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, 
This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy is, uh, well, she has her chihuahua around her neck in some kind of sling. My chihuahua wawa. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> this, uh, this dog now weighs how much? Two pounds, 14 ounces. Wow, almost three pounds, Doc. Yes. How, how big do you think? That, I'm thinking maybe possibly a Chihuahua Rat Terrier mix. How big can we expect this dog to get, do you think? With the Rat Terrier involved, we might get up around 12, 15 pounds. Really? So I would say that. This whole sling thing might come to an end real fast, huh? Yeah, and we've got to let her feet hit the ground, you know, there. <laughs> eventually, eventually. <laughs> Well, she's actually adapting to it very well, and uh, we actually should post a picture on the website. Coming up, the top dog from the HSUS, that's the Humane Society of the United States, Wayne Passell, talking about Proposition 2. Big deal here in California. Have you heard about it, Doc? Not familiar with that. Okay, you probably have your own issues there in Nevada, so I'm not even <laughs> going to get started here. I'm going to go to the phones. We're going to deal with uh, someone else's issue right now. I believe we have Jamie on the phone. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Where are you? Um... Let's see, I'm headed to, where are we headed to? Branson. Branson, Missouri? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, I've always wanted to go there. I've heard good things about it. Are you a truck driver? No, my um, one of my best girlfriends, she and her husband own part in a timeshare there. Oh. And they invited my husband and I to go for next all of next week. So you're heading out on vacation, yes? Yes. Now, do you bring any animals with you? Well, that's why I called originally. Uh, we we have a cat. His name is Tex. It's actually my grandson's cat, but he lives with us. The cat lives with us because the the, the parents of my grandson are divorced, and they all have dogs, all of them, like lots of dogs. So we kept the cat at our house, and we love him. He's like four years old. He's a gray tabby, but he wants to eat. Um, the carpet and my oriental rug mm. and even, oh yeah and in the and he ate the curtains were made of the like silk strings that hang down he ate half of the curtain if mm. you can imagine that like from the wow. floor half of those to where i just well that went on over some time but eventually i just took them down and put them away He's continuing to like work on the carpets and your throw rugs oh, yeah. and all that. So yeah, I got rid of the curtains and we we always had blinds. So now the the blinds are there. So, um, but I was concerned if it was going to mess up his insides by eating string. And it, it's not just the curtains because they're away, they're put away now. But he will get like find something that he can pull and get string out, and he will eat the string okay. if you put a shoelace down he would just sit there and eat it till it's all gone yeah and, th- and that's definitely a big problem and you can definitely hit upon one major thing is the string and the 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 problem that we run into with cats is that they tend to like nibble on you know things like yarn or string or if they're actually ingesting a fabric like material that can cause a very dangerous foreign body what we call a linear foreign body and and the reason it's so dangerous is because it's soft, it's pliable, it bends, and we would think it would move through, but it actually kind of acts like a cheese grater, and it slices into the intestinal wall because there's not enough substance for the body to recognize it and move it through. So, yeah, this is a big health risk for him. 
what he's doing is generally termed uh, wool sucking. And that's at least the, the, the oral fixation type part of things. When that moves into where they're actually eating and ingesting those items, that's where it becomes a really big health danger. There's a lot of cats that do this wool sucking where they, you know, suck or just kind of um, moisten, you know, the, the fabrics, whether they be, you know, blankets, bedding, um, you know, carpeting, things like that. If they're not ingesting it, it's kind of an obsessive compulsive behavior for yeah. whatever reason for text, this is moved up on the on that chain to something that's more of a health threat. So when we look at wool sucking, there are some breeds that we see more of this in cats and some of like the, the oriental cats like Siamese cats or Burmese. We see a lot of this type of we- weird behavior. Um, the big challenge and, and the challenge you're going to have for text is that the root of this is very likely a behavioral problem that we're going to have to work on. Um, and uh, in rare cases, would we have like a medical case, uh, um, a cause of this? So things that will be challenging you to work with, with on tax are going to be things to do environmental enrichment. And, and because cats indoors live a happy, well-cared-for lifestyle, um, you know, they got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> so um, cats in the well, wild. I'm, uh, we... I'm home with him uh, all day. Okay. Uh, I'm there, and so when I see him doing this, you know, I say no. He knows what the word no means. He will, he will stop. That that lets yeah. me know he does understand the word no. Yeah, but he and does it situ- like when I leave the room. <laughs> he does do it when you leave the room. Yeah, because when I walk yeah, back in, yeah. I'll see him. I've seen him just walk across the carpet like he's just walking across, and suddenly uh, bend da- bend his head down and take a bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, in one context, when you're present and you're telling him, no, stop that, although it seems like you're disciplining him and telling him no and teaching him, you may actually be causing this to happen more. Um, because and dogs and cats, they sometimes are like small children and want to get a rise out of us, want to get some attention. So if chewing on the carpet gets you to say, hey, what are you doing? He's already won that little game there. Um, I don't want you to use anything that resembles anything string-like, carpet-like, or fabric-like. So those things are going to kind of, kind of feed that desire to to chew on the fabric type thing. So we want to avoid that particular type of toy. Um, I had some cats that used to love little foil balls, so I'd take pieces of aluminum foil and make them into pretty good-sized balls, and they'd bat those around, and those were lightweight. But I, I would definitely try to stay away from the fabric things. And then, you know, we, we might really need to see about maybe getting some chemical help here. Um, for kitties, we do use some drugs like Prozac. Um, there's one called Clomipramine, which I use a lot as well for kitties. And sometimes that really can help uh, one of these behavior-rooted problems. Give some of those things a try. I I hope that is helpful and hope that helps him uh, kind of fight his obsessive-compulsive behavior here. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio, Once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly, 
The Publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. If you're a pooch that needs a unique gift for that special person in your life, OurDoghouse.com will give your human something to bark about. Paw on over and check it out today. Find out what all the dogs are howling about. OurDoghouse.com, where distinguished pups do their shopping. Whether you're an Airedale or a Yorkie or any breed in between, you'll find something to put your paws on. Drop by today and sign up for our free informative newsletter for dog owners. www.OurDoghouse.com Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Now, Judy, you can see I'm wearing a sling with a chihuahua in it. Yes. Listeners can't see that. The Vlade just caught me in the hallway. Uh Uh-huh. And he said, what's with the merce? I was a worse. I was must be Russian. I figured. Oh no! You know what I think that stands for? It's man purse. A man purse is a merce. Okay. Yes. And I explained that there's a chihuahua in it, a yeah. rescued chihuahua. But you can't so. see her because she's so little and she's, she's hiding asleep down low. Right now. Yes. Hey, listen. This week uh, we're going out and we're voting. You probably know who you're going to vote for for president, but if you're in California and some other states too, there's some legislation. That you want to take a look at very seriously. Top dog from the Humane Society of the United States, Wayne Paselli, on with us. Hi, Wayne. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Making waves in California is prop two. You know, you don't have to spit very far to find someone that's on either side of this. And, of course, we're going to take the animal and the humane side because that's that's what we're that's all about. Right. That's the right thing to do. Okay, so what's the deal? What is the prop? Proposition 2 is a statewide ballot measure in California to be voted on November 4th that would advance a very simple set of principles, that certain animals, veal calves, breeding pigs, and laying hens, be allowed to stand up, lie down, turn around, and fully extend their limbs. And that doesn't sound like very much. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It's pretty elemental, pretty basic. Animals built to move should be allowed to move, and unfortunately... On modern industrial factory farms, these particular animals are confined uh, all too often in cages and crates barely larger than their bodies Mm. that frustrate their natural behaviors, that don't allow them to move, and it's just wrong. And we think we can do better. Uh, Farming doesn't have to be this harsh and this cruel. And uh, there are lots of farmers that have endorsed Prop 2, in addition to all major humane groups, the California Veterinary Medical Association, the United Farm Workers, environmental groups concerned about the waste that's, that, that uh, flows from these factory farms and so many others. Okay, who's against it and why are they against it? 
Well, essentially what you have are uh, about 200 uh, egg factory farms across the country that are financing the, the uh, opposition to Proposition 2. They're making handsome profits right now. In fact, uh, many of the leading funders of Proposition 2's uh, no campaign are, are uh, under investigation from the Department of Justice for an illegal price-fixing scheme. Uh, they have been jacking up prices. Egg prices are 40% higher now than they were two years ago, well beyond the, the necessary increase of increased uh, cost for feed and energy. They're raking in profits. They don't want to change. They don't want to give the animals any more space. They cram them into what are called battery cages, small wire cages, where six or eight birds are crammed into each cage. They're stacked sometimes four, five, or six high. You could have 200,000 birds in a single building, and on one of these uh, factory farms, you might have you know 1.5 million or even 2 million birds. Uh, Doesn't it make more sense? Wouldn't the birds lay better eggs if they were in better environs? Well, you know, animals uh, on factory farms have been engineered for uh, hyper-production. So, you know, cows are producing enormous volumes of milk. These laying hens uh, have been re-engineered to produce, uh, you know, an egg a day, essentially. So they are kind of programmed to do this, and they can be in a situation where they're distressed and they're suffering, yet still be productive. And really the, the animal welfare science in agriculture shows that there's not a correlation between kind of good conditions and, um, and productivity, that animals in these environments can still produce, but they can still suffer. I guess what my main concern is is that I'm seeing the whole country funding this legislation just in California. Right, right. Well, you know, the, the reason that they're concerned about it, all these factory farms, is that they, they think that if it passes in California, it's going to get ahead of steam and go across the country. That's exactly what we want to happen. Every, you know, compassionate consumer can go to their 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 supermarket and buy if you're if you're eating eggs buy cage-free eggs you know talk to retailers and and ask them not to stock the products from factory farms eat lower on the food chain in general and i think that uh you know this is within our power to take action folks can go to the website yes on prop2.com or www.humanesociety.org and find out how you can get involved. And we'll put uh, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Wayne, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Wayne Piselli of the Humane Society of the United States. More Animal Radio on the way. It's Animal Radio, one 405 A the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog behavior questions in just a few minutes. And Dr. Debbie coming up answering all your vet questions. Now, I see here, we were talking about this a little earlier. McCain apparently has a lot of animals. I see he has 22 animals now. 22. Ooh, I knew he had a lot. 22 animals, which include a uh, mutt, turtles, uh, parakeets, 13 saltwater fish. Now, wait, he's counting the fish? You count the fish like that? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's not fair. You that's can't not count fair. The fish. You can't do that. Okay. But uh, Obama doesn't have anything, although he says he's going to. Yes, after the election, they're going to adopt a dog. There's actually a website, ObamaFamilyDog.com, to sign a petition to get him to get a family dog. Well, I'd like him to do it on his own, actually. Yeah, he shouldn't be pressured right. into it. It has to be a family decision, not something someone makes for you. Not right. a petition. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Any, just get out and vote. 
just that's the most important thing. I think it's going to be a close election this year. Uh, we have Sherry on the phone. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Tennessee. What's on your mind today? Um, what it is, my sister, um, we have, she has a puppy, probably about two and a half years old, and he's been outside. He's a house dog, but he got outside and he got some fleas, so they bought some really expensive shampoos, this, that, and the other, to get rid of the fleas, they thought. Well, they did, but now he's got, like, his skin is very sensitive or something. I don't know, but he's itching and scratching, and they haven't taken him to the vet yet. But is there something that we could do before we take him to the vet? I mean, he's just like one of the family, and we want to take care of him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're definitely family members. And you didn't mention, Sherry, what kind of dog do you have? Oh, it's a Shih Tzu. Did you hear me? No, I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, it's a Shih Tzu. Okay, Shih Tzu. Right, right, right. Okay, and where are these spots that he's having the irritation on? What part of his body? Well, on his underbelly and, um, oh, um, uh, he, he's biting on his ankles, and we thought it was fleas, but we can't find any, and we've done everything, you know. We do the flea thing, so I don't think it's the fleas, but undoubtedly maybe the flea medicine made him his skin be real dry like, say, a human's or something, and now we just, he, the poor thing, he's just scratching and itching all the time. And his hair in a couple of spots, has turned red. He's a black and white, but his hair is turning red in a couple of spots. Would that have anything to do with it? Well, it certainly can. And what you're describing, when dogs' hair kind of turns like a reddish, uh, kind of a reddish brown color, that is... That's evidence that um, the pet is actually licking. So even if we don't see them lick, if we see that brown staining, that's the clue there. So definitely, from what you're describing, he is, you know, a attacking himself, licking, chewing. And if he's right. got sores and he's got redness, I think we really need to talk about the potential. What's causing that? And you mentioned fleas, and that is the number one thing I think of when we have a really itchy pet in a flea endemic area. I'm fortunate. I'm in Vegas. We don't have fleas out here. But for pretty much everywhere else in the country, that would be the first thing. And I really, you know, even though you've done some steps, um, there's still the possibility that one bite from that flea can last for many, many weeks in causing that itch factor. So you need to still keep up with all of that. But if we've actually got some redness, some sores, we could even have some skin infections going on right now. So um, it might be realistic um, that we talk about antibiotics, um, maybe some medicated shampoos to help relieve that surface irritation on the skin, and then um, some anti-itch type remedies. And there's a lot of different things that I'll pull out of the the medicine cabinet for an itchy dog, Um, but I try to start with the medicine that causes the least side effects, if at all possible, so something like an antihistamine, Um, although some dogs will use steroids um, for good and for bad, um, and that may help to take the itch out if we're dealing with a really bad allergic type situation. Um, So I would definitely imagine, Sherry, that you're going to need to get this baby to a veterinarian because we want to, A, make sure that those fleas are under control, and B, make sure we can give them some relief for the itch, and then also treat any... For him, you know, and it was, it's just like we don't see the fleas, but if he's licking or whatever, will that turn back to black and white and, and the red go away? 
That's a good question. And generally that red, if we can stop the itch cycle and stop whatever's causing them to, to do that, yeah, it will go away. And it goes away kind of when the hair is returned to normal, when they shed their hair in the next cycle. Um, but for a lot of pets, especially those with chronic allergies, they if you ever see dogs walking down the street, they can have red-brown staining in between their feet, on their on their inner thighs. And without getting to the root of the problem, they'll be left that way. And that, that color staining is kind of a chronic problem. So you'll really be motivated to try to, um, A, make them comfortable, and then, B, try to you know get those red spots to go away. So I, I think we've got some hope there, but we really will need to get get him um, some control, some itch control for, for him. Um, okay. But there's hope. So... I'd say, you know, get them into your vet. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, skin problems are a huge issue for, for dogs. It's one of the number one things I see in my practice. So you're not alone. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinnie Penn coming at you, your resident party animal on Animal Radio. Topic today, of course, is going to be animal communicators. Now, admittedly, I don't know much about this, nor do I even understand it. The dog whisperer, the all of this whispering. Uh, I wish there was more whispering going on in my house, to tell you the truth. Although when I do hear whispering in my house, I do get very suspicious. And not that a surprise party is going to be thrown for me. The, these animal communicators, I don't necessarily understand how they study this, how they they. Uh, become an expert in this. I, I remember at one time on my old radio show, a female listener calling in and saying that she had a new boyfriend whom her cat seemed to attack every time in the middle of the night. My, of course, immediate uh, suggestion was maybe he shouldn't be sleeping over so quickly. Come to think of it, she never called in the show again after that. Her belief was that the cat didn't like the boyfriend, and she wanted to find out why, and she brought in the animal communicator who said that the, the cat was feeling envious, it was infringing upon her turf, all of these things that really uh, any schmo would have known right out of the gate. She, of course, had to pay a communicator to come in and help her figure that stuff out. I say, how do you know this guy wasn't one of those guys who thinks it's funny to douse beer on the cat every time you leave the room? Guys are stupid like that, especially when they're dating. They think that kind of stuff is hysterical. Furthermore, in the animal communicating thing, when, when they find a, a cat or a dog calling one particular place in the house like their place and staring blankly at a picture on the wall, and they have something akin to a seance where they're like, they're looking at that photo, they're in touch with that person, maybe they've been reincarnated. No, maybe you have mice, bugs, they saw something go in there behind the picture, and they're waiting to see it reemerge. In any event, I don't want to kill an entire line of work, but animal communicator to me doesn't seem all that different from that lady that you used to call on the phone. What was her name? The Jamaican woman who was like, hello, woman, you're going to find love in your life. Unless you're my sister, anyone is going to. To bring someone in for $250 an hour to tell you, oh, your cat is marking their territory. That's why they keep going to the bathroom in that area. You can get that on Animal Planet. You, 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 you can Google that. I'm Vinnie Penn, party animal, animal radio. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. 
With the change from summer to fall, you've probably noticed some changes in your pet. If you've got a multi-pet household like me, you've seen longer, even heavier coats of fur for winter. And your dog or cat might be conserving energy, too. Our furry friends do slow down with age just like we do, and that's where Flex Pet comes in. It works for both cats and dogs. With the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, Flex Pet's the only one with CM8. In fact, Flex Pet has a money-back guarantee. It's the best one in the industry. Flex Pet's so confident that you will see improved mobility in your pet. They're offering an unconditional three-bottle guarantee, and there's no time limit to return. Right now, you can buy two and get one free. Just call and ask about the special, 1-800-END-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. Flex Pet. Call 1-800-END-PAIN. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at flexpet.com. It's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 the entire dream team answering your questions. We're giving Dr. Debbie a break here just, just for a couple of minutes. Is that okay? You're just kicking it for a, a couple of minutes to get a drink and have some lunch. Oh, yeah. You're always, Drinking a little bit of that vodka right now. <laughs> the Russian vodka that uh, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, brought in. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Oh, doing pretty well. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Oh, well, that's wow. Lottie's hometown there. Exactly. Uh, Karen, I so miss Michigan, and even though I'm enjoying my new state, California, but uh, I love Michigan and will never never forget what the Michigan done for me. Oh, well, it's, it's a beautiful autumn day here today. Thank you, Karen. So how can I help you? Well, I have a Blue Merrill Shetland sheepdog, and he's quite attached to my father that he practically lives with with uh, at their house most of the time and my dad recently has been in the hospital and Einstein is the name of the dog and he's been having a bit of a problem dealing with the fact uh, he's separated from my dad. He started chewing himself and then he's had quite a bit of loss of fur. Mm -hmm. 
Kieran, first of all, my commiseration to your family, to you, because I can imagine how difficult um, your family situation right now and going with the father's uh, health issues and such and such. And uh, in regard to the pet, I can assume they have a, they were they were having the best relationship. Probably the dog was attaching to your father more to any other member of the family. Am I right? Yes, that's why he wouldn't go home with me most of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so how can we help to this pet? And I will ask uh, um, my today's partner, Doc, Dr. Debbie. She is uh, with us right now as a dream team, ra- uh, animal radio dream team. So we're going to approach, probably we're going to maybe give to this pet for now some type of the maybe uh, light medication temporarily, Dr. Debbie, in the first place. And after that, yes? We can consider that. You know, yes. we want to make sure there's not anything healthy or anything wrong with the pet's health that might be also causing them to be under the weather. But um, I'm actually a huge fan of using some of the different pheromones mm-hmm. to help create a sense of calm. Are these like the comfort zone pheromones that you talk about? Absolutely, yeah. And they can help in a lot of different scenarios. So I would certainly say that might help because underlying there, there is some anxiety. You know, his friend is gone, is not there with him. So I think that will certainly be something that will kind of help um, ease some of the transition. Okay. And uh, I also would suggest to do some behavior modification approach. So in other words, we're going to give to Einstein something else to worry about instead of him worry about his friend who is not around him. It's like Karen, you know, if um, you worry about something bad event in your life, and you do the, you 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 must perform. You need to do some another job, what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You temporarily don't think about the bad event what happened in your in in the past. So maybe we're gonna a little bit uh, give to Einstein. I would think I would think some type of the physical work and the mental uh, stimulations. So uh, I know the sheep dogs they are very very energetic and they like to work. So why not just buy for him the backpack, doggy backpack, and uh, put a couple of a bottle of vodka uh, acafinas in the <laughs> and uh, take him for a walk and make sure uh, maybe run a little bit with him and maybe if he ra- likes to chase the ball toss the ball and let little bit him run back and forth back and forth so did a little bit get him that you know physical activities on the way because we heard doctor even depression can be learned with the physical exercises as well and Absolutely. after yes and after that maybe we do something some type of the mental activities i like to do obedience training put the color on leash tell him let's go sit stay calm down and do the do this type of the um, routine two times per day karen Physical activities, mental activities. Physical activities, mental activities. And give him what the doctor suggested. Some type of what the doctor you suggested for the calming the pet? The pheromone, the scent hormone, which we can't smell, but mm-hmm. dogs sure know what it is. And it's a relaxing, a calming type thing. So when he's around the house... Oh, where do you find that at? What type of store? At Like a regular pet store or some pet stores may carry that um i know at my veterinary office we carry that quite a bit because we use it for a lot of behavioral issues um but i've seen you know some at pet stores as well you can uh, you can get it at uh, petco and PetSmart. be prepared to pay a little bit for it and i guess i would say and i don't know if you agree with me doctor there's about a 50 50 percent efficacy rate on this i hear people say it works great and i hear other people say that it doesn't do anything it's worse than yeah, combination. But you know what the main thing is? Used alone, you're going to have that. The, the, to increase your chance of success, you need to do some of the behavioral mm, modifications. Thank you, doctor. I just was talking and, about that. And that's this. key. Yes, that's 
That's the key, and you have to do care in both. You need to okay. give that give the give the product the doctor suggested, but you also need to do what I suggested to you. Do the physical exercises two times per day. Increase the level. If you do it, do it more, and do the mental stimulations by teaching the obedience training and such and such. And you know what? And another way, what, another thing, what I would suggest you to do, maybe get the new toys, maybe give something what he loves, maybe um, raw hides. I'm not great fan of raw hides, bullet sticks no, or he something. Like those. Yeah, but but find something what he likes and uh, maybe cuddling him more. Maybe allow him jump on the furniture in the situation. Maybe take him take him with you uh, to, to uh, when you when you're going somewhere in the vehicle. So deattach him. Uh, at least temporarily from your father and attach on you or another member of the family or okay. enroll him in maybe in the daycare and something like this. Uh, okay. Thank you, Karen, very much. Okay, thank um, you. Thank you. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. I don't know. Every time I hear that, I, I think of the uh, mid-80s. This is like on Guido's iPod. Guido, seriously, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio. Guido saying, "Say it's Animal Radio." They have a problem. They always pull me aside after the show and they say, "Why don't you ever mention the name of the show?" I figure people know it if they're there. They know it. It's Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I believe we have Helen on the phone for Doctor Debbie. Hi, Helen. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing real good. Just want to let you know, I might lose you. I'm on my cell out in the middle of Texas. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get you right to the doctor immediately. So just in case we lose you, you'll get your answer, okay? Okay. Sounds good. What's up with your animals? Well, I have a two-year-old Scotty, and she's a good little girl. She's the best dog in the world, but she gets excited. She piddles all over. And she's been doing this since she was eight weeks old, and was wondering if there's anything we can do to prevent it. Okay. Can you tell me in the situations when, when she's doing that, what triggers that? Um, meeting strangers, that's about the biggest trigger right there. Now, I do that, okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was a big deal, but... Well, I'm excited to get this question, Helen, because this is actually um, a very common problem. And uh-huh. we see it in a lot of dogs. Most commonly, we see it in puppies. Um, and they tend to kind of grow out of it. But um, at two years of age, if that behavior is there, you know, we're going to have to battle this. And there are there's basically two reasons why this happens in dogs. Um, one of the reasons is that they're just excited. And we call them excitement urinators. <laughs> and then in other pets, it's actually a way that they're displaying submission. So if this is happening more when people are coming into the home and it happens right when they're walking to the front door and, um, you know, she gets excited and it's all a big event, that's probably more of just an emotional excitement type thing. And there's definitely ways you can work with that. That's what you think it is? That's what I I would say. So Because she'll go right up to people and as soon as her little tail starts wagging, the faster it goes, (laughs) she starts her Uh huh. Yeah, and then splashing the urine all over the place. It's a great greeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, now, I just had her out in the truck. I took her out for her little break, and she saw a Pomeranian out there while we were out going to the bathroom out there, and she peed all over my shoe. <laughs> oh, we were my there. goodness. <laughs> so when she does this, does she kind of roll over? Does she show her belly when this is happening? Nope, not at all. 
Okay. Because that's one way that we can look at the other cause of this is when they're being submissive. Because in the dog world, um, a, a dog that's submissive to another dog tends to kind of show their underbelly. They'll roll over and even urinate a little bit. So in your situation, with this being excitement, this is, this is an exciting thing. <laughs> we can work with this. So the hardest thing in the world that I tell my clients when we're fighting this problem is, you need to tame down the greetings when you enter the home, whether it be you coming home from work or someone yeah. entering into the home. Um, it's common nature. We all want to go, oh, hi, puppy, puppy, great to see you. But it actually, that's actually kind of perpetuating this behavior because they get excited all the more. We're just kind of mm-hmm. amping them up, and then the urine flows. Yeah. So the first <laughs> thing you want to do is when you come home, you ignore your dog as hard as it is for five minutes. You go take her straight outside. Don't make eye contact. You're not looking at her. You're not talking to her. Get her to do her potty business. And then after a few minutes, the excitement kind of wears off, and you will hopefully not find that that will happen at that time. But it's this is a very hard thing for people to do. Um, yeah. Some other dogs yeah. we can try, like using a head halter. Um, if you've ever seen those gentle lead harnesses, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. Um, and even just kind of practicing some kind of calm commands when you come in, you know, just a quiet sit without getting her all excited. Um, but, but really that, uh, you know, that, that getting them all worked up thing is that, that's really what kind of triggers this and feeds that, uh, behavior. And probably even with strangers, not let them pet her right away till she settles down and. Exactly. And, and that's more. what I do is I would tell people when they come to your home, just ignore her. Don't look at her. Don't talk to her. Um, you know, same thing, no eye contact. And if you have to, you can take her outside right as they're entering. But in, in many cases, if you just tell and you instruct your friends and family, you know, just don't pay attention to the dog, um, then that's going to be a really good thing. And, you, and you'll want to practice this. So you want to have friends and family members that are in on this kind of help set her up <laughs> so that you yeah, can practice yeah. this behavior. And, it, and it, it will work, but it just takes a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, conditioning in that way. All right, because I guess she's a very ha- happy dog, actually too happy, and I guess that's yeah. what's triggering oh. it here. Yeah, we want to yeah. keep the happiness. We just don't want the piddle going everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> well, I hope that's helpful for you. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. There you go. You're the doggy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear that. <laughs> hey, can you, uh, can you adopt a Russian accent? <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Oh, yeah. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio. And remember how... No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. This is Glenn Close on Animal Planet. It's Animal Radio. What? Animal Animal Radio. Sorry. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. There's a rescued Iraqi puppy. It's making its way into the heart of thousands of people all over the world, and that's partly because the U.S. Defense Department prohibits military personnel from adopting pets even though exceptions have been made. The Army prohibits soldiers from bringing any adopted pet home, yet the SPCA has stepped in on several occasions, helping more than 50 four-legged companions head home to the States since last September. 
And at last count, almost 45,000 people signed an online petition asking that Ratchet, a rescued puppy, be able to accompany Sergeant Gwen Bayberg when she returns home to the Twin Cities from Iraq later this year. Ratchet is currently in military custody in Iraq at an undisclosed location. Northwest Airlines is offering to fly Ratchet from Kuwait to Minneapolis. Bayberg's congressman has asked the Army to take a review of this case. California voters are being asked to consider, in addition to the state's health and safety code, prohibiting certain types of confinement for farm animals. Prop 2, known as the Farm Animal Cruelty Act, if passed, farming operations would have until the year 2015 to meet the new space requirements for calves raised for veal, egg-laying hens, and pigs. Those in favor of the bill passing say it's a matter of preventing cruelty to animals. Those opposed say it drives up consumer prices and threatens food safety. The voters will have the final say at the polls Tuesday, November 4th. A new cancer treatment facility for animals opened at Cambridge University in Britain. The school's branch of veterinary medicine dedicated an extension which houses a linear accelerator identical to those used in human cancer treatment centers. The facility at Cambridge is one of only three centers in England offering radiotherapy to animals and the only one in Europe able to treat large animals. Albuquerque, New Mexico, is trying to prevent more animals from ending up in shelters due to the country's financial crisis. The city's storehouse organization that helps low-income families is distributing food donated by Petco Animal Supplies. The foundation is given two tons of pet food each month to the organization that works at no cost to the taxpayers. And Albuquerque's animal shelter houses about 27,000 animals each year. The charity arm of Petco stepped in this summer to help out. Their national program is providing $5,000 in grants to shelters to care for and find new homes for pets that have been abandoned during the foreclosure crisis. Petco's program is also supplying food to disadvantaged homeowners who want to keep their pets. And the Nantucket Independent has taken a unique look at the presidential race. Colonist Jan Yeager is pointing out that successful presidents have all been animal lovers. Presidential pets have run the gamut from George Washington's 36 dogs and 12 horses to James Buchanan's elephants, which were a gift from the King of Siam. The White House has been home to a menagerie of the pets. Remember Zebulon Pike founded Pike's Peak, the Explorer? Mm-hmm. He sent President Thomas Jefferson two bear cubs. Oh, really? John Quincy and John Quincy Adam got an alligator in the bathtub of the East Room from the Marquis de Lafayette. Hmm. President Coolidge, he had a zoo, literally. It included lion clubs, a pygmy hippo, and a wallaby. Oh, good so to know. So that's your presidential update. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. And remember, get out and vote. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people. Six months after adopting their dog, a Michigan couple noticed that their chocolate lab, Remington, didn't seem to be as playful. Kelly and Scott Cornelise said their usually active dog didn't seem to want to play or even move. Scott noticed what he thought might be a lump, possibly a broken rib, and brought Remington to the vet. Imagine their surprise when an x-ray showed an eight-and-a-half-inch aluminum arrow shaft lodged in Remington's chest. The arrow, which might have been there for some time, had entered just under his armpit, just missing his heart.
Scott and Kelly couldn't afford the operation, but their vet, Dr. Stephen Harden, donated his services for the unusual case and removed the arrow. Remington is now on his way to recovery, thanks to their vet with a big heart. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Everything Animal, 1-866-405-8405. Animal communicator Joy Turner joining us. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm marvelous, Hal. How are you doing? Splendid. I believe we have Roger on the phone. Hey, Roger. Hey, yes. How you doing? Oh, I'm having a fine day. Where are you? Currently, I am in uh, in between Bakersfield, California, and Fresno, California. Ooh. I drive a truck. You're on with Joy Turner. Hi, Roger. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm marvelous. Can you tell me who you'd like to talk to today? Yes, I have a uh, eight-month-old basset hound. His name is Bocephus. Would you spell that one for me? Uh, Bocephus? Yes. Yeah, B- B-O-C-E-P-H-U-S. Okay, perfect. And uh, what I want to know is he's having a chewing issue. He likes to chew everything up. <laughs> and I just wonder if there's something I can do to help him out, make it easier on him where he don't get in so much trouble. He has chewed up my gear shifter knob and my steering wheel on my truck, and <laughs> I was wondering if there's something you could do to help me out with that. Okay, well, I'm asking him, and do you actually call him Bo? Because that's what he answered to to me. Yes, that's what he, we call him. Okay. He wants you to know that there's a couple of things going on with him. One is he gets a little bored, so you're going to need to find something to keep him occupied while he's in the truck, or if you can, get him out more often Uh um, to let him run around a little bit more. And the second thing is, what did you tell me his age is? He feels like he's a baby. Is he yeah, he does. Act like He's almost eight months old. He'll be eight months old the seventh of next month, actually. Okay, yeah, he still is a baby, and he needs something to chew on. So you're going to have to give him something that he can actually chew on, and that can be knuckle bones from beef knuckle bones or something like that that would let him chew to his little heart's content because he likes to chew on stuff that's really hard. That's why I was thinking about things like rawhide chew, and those are too soft for him after they get soft. Okay. So you'd need well, that's what I've been giving him rawhides. Okay. Well, he needs something that stays hard. Okay. That way he gets to have that because he's loving when he's like chewing on your gear shift knob. There's that crunch thing that happens, and he loves the way that feels in his head. Okay. All right. So get him something hard. And other than that, is there any other issues that you can tell me that you know that he's having that uh, that I can help him out, make it easier for him out here on the road? Um, he says, well, he thinks he's fine, but he hasn't really quite exactly gotten what's going on. So what you might want to do is, I'm assuming that you travel on the road and then at some point you go and stay home for a while and then you travel again? Yes, ma'am. Every other week. We're home two days a week. Okay, then what you might want to do, and you can do this or I can tell him for you if you'd prefer, um, just tell him that mainly he's going to be riding in the truck and that'll be your home most of the time. And what you're doing, I'm assuming that you're picking up goods from someplace and taking them somewhere else? That's correct. Okay. We're produce, we have vegetables. Okay, so I want to tell them that you're carrying food for people from one place to another, from the place where they grow it to the place where people need it. So he's doing a very, very important job by riding with you and keeping you company and being your friend while you're in all these different places. And then every now and then... 
there's a stationary house that you go to that you'll stay in for a while until you get another truck of vegetables to take to people to eat. And okay. he wants to know if it's always going to be the same stationary house. I'm assuming that's yes. true. He's okay. got a permanent house with us is from now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell him that um, he's going to go back to that same house in between every time when you're carrying the vegetables. And, okay, he wants to know if he gets to stay at the house more than just a little bit. So, in other words, I'm assuming you must be on the road most of the time. Yeah, we're out. We're uh, most of the time we're out. We're going to get a vacation. We take vacations regularly, but he's just uh, when we when we came into our life, we uh, our vacations have been slow. So we're taking one the first of December for uh, Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So the week of thank actually the week of Thanksgiving we're off and then up to the first of December. So we're getting two weeks out there. Okay, now he's a very curious dog. He likes to know what's going on. So you might. Try telling him, and you would just do this by talking to him. Talk a little bit slower than you might talk to me because he listens a little bit slower than you and I might listen. And um, say things to him like, okay, now for two weeks we're going to be taking vegetables from wherever to wherever. And, you know, I don't know what the cities are, but from whatever city to whatever city. And then when you're going to be home on vacation, say, okay, now we're going to stay home for two weeks. So tell him okay. kind of in advance of what's going to be going on so that he has a plan in his head because otherwise it's just sort of day by day. And then it seems like a long time when he's in the truck because he doesn't have an end that he can see to it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, well, we drive from Tennessee to California and then California back to Tennessee. So he's in the truck for long periods of time, drive periods. Okay. And just just tell him what you're going to be doing and how long it's going to be taking and He'll be fine. He just likes to have that plan laid out because you have it in your mind. So you can tell him so he knows it, too. Okay. Well, I sure do appreciate you. You have you have enlightened me a lot with him, and uh, I just don't know how to thank you enough. Well, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Roger, are you a Hank Williams Jr. fan? Yes, I am. That's why, isn't it? That's where he, you, you know what I'm talking about. Then, <laughs> That's what I mean. Well, that was, uh, Bocephus was uh, Hank's nickname, huh? When he was a boy, yes. A little boy, yes. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. I know a little something there. A little bit of trivia for you out there. <laughs> well, very good. Thanks. Drive carefully. one 405 Now, if you want to check out more Joy Turner, head on over to joyturner.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. More Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Vlad. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. 
Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Hey. You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, if you're like me, you have a few cats. Just a few, yes. You're kind of a. I am not. Don't even go there. I just like my felines. They're all very well taken care of, they're all very spoiled, but it can get costly, and especially now. Things are really, really tight for us. In fact, they're eating better than I. Yeah, we cut costs, but not on Did them. You? Yes, we do on the studio. Yeah, they stop bringing in all the goodies for the people on air. You know, it's but cans of uh, cans of premium cat food. cat food and premium dog food still huh? in the cupboards. Oh, yeah, I gotta love that. I found some great information, and I wanted to share it with you. We have Allie Larkin joining us. She has a website called Allie's Answers, which is very hard to say three times <laughs> fast. That's why I only attempted once there. And on her website, I saw how to make your own cat litter, homemade kitty litter. And I'm thinking, boy, I could save quite a bundle doing this. Hi, Allie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very well. What made you decide to start making your own cat litter? And tell us how we can do that. Um, well, it's pretty easy. I actually um, had started reading some things about uh, clay-mined kitty litter and that the mining wasn't environmentally responsible and the dust can be a problem. Yes. Um, so I started researching some other kitty litters that were out there, and I found some good ones, um, but they were all a little more expensive than the store brand you can go and pick mm-hmm. up. And um, so I ended up, and some of them had some dust issues. One of them's made from wheat, but I have a wheat allergy, so oh, I just so want that in my house. Oh, wow. Um, and I found one that was made from recycled newspaper, and I was like, this sounds great. I'm going to go buy some. And it was, I think, you know, 12 or 14 bucks for a bag, and I have a whole bunch of newspaper at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly. I mean, we don't even get the paper. We read online, but all the, just the free stuff that comes around, you know. It builds up over time, and I hate to just throw it out. So I started playing around with this. And, you know, first I used just, um, I just put the paper through our paper shredder and um, thought maybe I'll do that, but it Uh didn't quite work. I would be worried about newsprint. That was my other concern. I really didn't want um, my cat tracking that everywhere. I didn't want it on her little Uh paws. 
Um, so I started washing the paper. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it gets most of the newsprint off. Um, it'll still be gray, but um, basically what I do is I, I shred the newspaper, uh-huh. and then I wash it um, with a safe soap like uh, Dr. Brenner's or um, like an e-cover dish soap or something like that. It's kind of like a an old science project or something. It's kind of fun. Um, and you get most of the ink off, and then you rinse it, and then... Um, put a little baking soda in there and the baking soda dries with the paper and you just let it dry regularly yeah okay yeah we had an old window screen in the basement and i just put it out there and you know spread it out and it it dries and uh you know depending on how damp your basement is or where you're drying it could take a couple of days but mm-hmm. um and, and that'll last for how long I, I mean depending on how much you you make you know you can you can do a whole bunch in about a half an hour and it, it works pretty well i i change it after the end of the week um, I scoop it out every day, and then I change it at the end of the week. And the and cats then, use it; they weren't, you know, they yeah. didn't stay away from it. Wow. No, my, you know, and my cat. I'm kind of lucky because she's not picky about her kitty litter, so I didn't have to do the thing where you mix it in with the existing litter until she gets used to it. Uh-huh. Um, but that's what I would advise if your cat is a little finicky about things like that. Mm. Um, is just you know put a little bit in and see how they do, and then put a little bit more in and maybe cut down on the conventional litter. It works really well. <laughs> com. Of course, we'll link to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Allie Larkin joining us. Allie, thank you so much. Thank you. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. About a week ago, you got me in the office to your computer. You wanted to show me this pup's... The traveling Labrador, the stuffed <laughs> pup. Yeah, you know, we've all seen it. Is it uh, the gnome? I think it's on uh, Travelocity yeah. that travels all over the world, and they take photos in different cities. So what this uh, this stuffed animal takes pictures in different cities, gets pictures taken in different cities? Gets its picture taken by people in different cities, and it, it also wears outfits that are kind of appropriate for the area as well. It really gets into it. hope you got this stuffed animal's guardian on the phone. <laughs> Right. Which one is it? Line two or three? I don't want to get the wrong person on the phone. Pa- Paula? Yes, hi. Oh, good. I got the right one. Hi, Paula. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Paula Kidney joining us. Paula, is it last name Kidney like as in the organ? Yes, like oh. kidney stones. Okay, we're yep. calling you in Lambertville? Yes, Lambertville, Michigan. Ooh, which part of Michigan is that in? Which part of the glove? Is it the thumb part or the... Uh... Uh, it's lower Michigan. It's near... Um, we're actually near Toledo, Ohio. Winter starting to kick in there. I imagine that Pup wants to get out for the winter and is traveling the world to get pictures taken. Tell us about Pup and why you're doing this. <laughs> well, actually, his name is Pups, the Traveling Labrador. Okay. Um, and about three years ago, um, I found a stuffed black Labrador in this really cute boutique store. Mm-hmm. And me and my husband really love Labradors, and we have a black lab named Garth Milo. Mm-hmm. And we decided, I came up with the idea for Pups to travel the world, and I belong to a low-carb Internet forum. So I had posted the idea on there, and everybody was really excited, and they wanted to sign up on his travel schedule. So what happened was he first went to New York, Australia, and from there it just kept going. So you would send him around the world? Yes, everybody would keep him for about a week whatever location they were in and they would take them around to landmarks and you know have them pose for pictures and uh-huh. um, he's been so many places he's been to japan ireland australia germany switzerland 
New York. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on. Now, is there a message you're trying to, to send here? Well, Pops wants to travel the world and see things and adventures, you know, and people can look at his pictures and live through Pops travel. Mm. You mean vicariously? Like, for instance... I have always wanted to go to Greece, but I know because of the current economic situation, I've lost my retirement, and I have no money, and I'm a DJ, never made a lot of money to begin with. So I could vicariously go to Greece through pups, is what right. you're saying. Right. Well, you know, each person that has him, you know, they're all over, from Connecticut all the way to, it just so happened that I happened to meet people, you know, that were in Australia, and um, so he got to visit them, you know, and live and see how they live and take pictures of, you know, wherever he's at. Where is Pups now? Uh, actually, right now he's back in Michigan, and then from there he's going to Texas. Ha- uh, has he ever been to wine country? Uh, no, he hasn't been there yet. Okay, well, the invitation is here. Does he uh, probably doesn't take a lot of space, but the invitation is here if he'd like to spend a little time in <laughs> yeah, uh, Central California. Um, actually, he's also going to be in Fido Friendly Magazine. Oh, cool. Uh, in the November 15th um, issue. And also he has about five other magazines he's going to be in. Um, and he has a website. Wow. And the list just keeps growing with all his adventures. I've got like four newspaper articles. Now, is he going to write a book? Yes, we're in the process of that now. Um, he has one manuscript written, and we hired a professional writer, and she's on the process of doing the proposal to present this to all the publishers. Oh, very, very cool. Well, the uh, is this okay, Judy? I'm sorry, I should have asked you yes, before you I invite. You know, this, it's like a typical, like a husband normally does to a wife, invites house guests without telling. So that means I have to clean the studio up and get it all prepared for the house guests. Yeah, okay. Yes. Well, oh, it, yeah. we'll yeah. do that, and we'll show. Uh, pu- now, Pups is a, uh, what gender stuffed animal is Pups? Oh, he's male. He's a black lab. Okay. So uh, we'll show him a good time. Yeah, he would love to come. Also, he travels with his box of clothes. Oh. So each person, you know, who gets them buys him a little outfit or a ah. souvenir. And oh, no that's problem. That's not mandatory, but everybody just wanted to buy him little outfits. Oh, we'll hook him up from the from the best uh, dog clother in the world. I guarantee it. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Now I was going to say this is wine country. I want to make sure that he's of legal drinking age. Before. Yeah, he's been on a lot of parties before. Okay. I think he's uh, he needs to go on a diet. He's been, you know, all the pictures of all the food he eats everywhere he goes. Oh, is really <laughs> but what's the know, website how can people find out about this uh, right now it's myspace.com slash pinky and pups okay but he does have a website pups the traveling labrador.com but that's in the process of still being made okay i'll tell you what we'll link to all the current websites from animalradio.com and paula if you if you want to send pups this way we'll show him a week a very good week and we'll forward him on to his next destination okay yeah that would sound awesome we'll have to coordinate his little schedule and uh, i'll put you on with guido right now if that's okay <laughs> he, he can take care of that kind of stuff judy, oh, okay or judy would you prefer judy i yes. most of the women uh, i don't i don't like to put sick yeah on anybody. i'm sorry yeah, about that i'll put you on with judy and you can you guys can make an arrangement so what we'll do is we'll actually set up the studio webcam so that uh, you can see where he is, anywhere that he's in the studio, and make sure that he's okay for the week that he's with us. Oh, that sounds great. He would really love to visit. Very good. Paula, thank you so much for joining us. Hold on for one second. Now, before we go, as you probably already know, Judy has a chihuahua around her neck in a, what do you call that, a chihuahua sling? 
A chihuahua. Yeah, you could call it that. And you've been feeding Ladybug these little treats. They look a little weird, but she's really going crazy about them. It's from AFS. It's like little freeze-dried pieces of beef. She just loves them. And you've been talking about it on the air so much. They actually sent over a couple of cases, <laughs> and more than we could ever use here at the studios, right? Yes. We'd like to share them with you. They, they actually have little uh, one-ounce packages. Now, if you can cover the postage, 59 cents worth of uh, postage, two stamps on a self-addressed stamped envelope, we'll send you some back. And if, if you're having a hard time finding a good food, this is a good way to test this food out. It certainly works with our puppies here. Yeah, they're little sample packets. They're great for traveling. You can you don't have to worry about it spoiling. They're already freeze-dried, and it's almost like a treat. The dogs go crazy for it. And if you want to check them out online, find out a little more. It's AFS, AFS, and they're at animalfood.com. So if you want that, go ahead and send us the self-addressed stamped envelope with 59 cents worth of postage to Post Office Box 197. That's in Shandon, S-H-A-N-D-O-N, California, 93461. We'll put all that information at the website. we got to go. This is Animal Radio Network.